Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening. I'm your host, Brittany, and I am very much into holistic health and natural healing and everything to do with nutrition and wellness and biohacking in general. So thank you for tuning in this week for another episode. And thank you to everybody who was listening and gave me feedback on last week's episode. I did a review of the biohacking conference that happened in Florida. And I got a lot of people who actually DM'd me on Instagram about it, which was very interesting. A lot of women who have kind of had the same experience who agree a thousand percent with what I was saying. And it was really awesome to, to hear that and know that it wasn't just me who felt that way, whether it was the conference last year, the year before, or this year, or a different one or a different group or biohacking in general, whatever form it takes. Seems like there's quite a lot of us who are actually having this shared experience. So I invite you to listen to that episode if you are in this world and want to learn more and decide if you want to go to the conference in the future. And so thank you for all of the feedback about that. Today's episode is all about Cambo, which is so cool because this is something that I have been thinking about doing for quite a long time, actually. I have dabbled a lot in plant medicine. And I have talked about this a lot on my podcast and on social media. Especially last year, I kind of went through a journey of healing with psilocybin and I was microdosing a lot, maybe a few times a week, probably for four, five, six months, something like that. And also microdosing with LSD as well, which is not plant medicine. It's it's made in a lab, but is a psychedelic ingredient regardless. And so I'm very open to the idea of Cambo, even though it's not a psychedelic and also things like ayahuasca. And this episode was kind of about that and how Cambo can be used to heal physical ailments like Lyme disease and autoimmune issues, but also how it can really be liberating for people on the mental and spiritual side as well. And that's what I've really found with my own plant medicine journey is, which is like tangent to Cambo as much as it can be, is that the benefits really come from the neuroplasticity that happens in the brain and also the spiritual and mental side that comes from it when you use it frequently. So I think a lot of people kind of have similar experiences when they use something like Cambo which is essentially frog medicine. We're going to get into it. And yeah, I invite you to be open to this. I think it's interesting hearing different people's perspectives. And it's definitely growing in popularity. Like I see it on Instagram way more than I used to. There's more practitioners popping up everywhere. And yeah, I I like that. But we also have to make sure that we are doing it in a safe manner with a professional who really respects the history of Cambo and doesn't necessarily just use it as a way to profit. I think it's very easy for us to, in the Western world, to take these different healing modalities and 
change them to fit into our society. And while that can be helpful for a lot of us because it's healing, there's also problems that come with that. And so we really have to be mindful when we're doing stuff like this, especially something like Cambo that is so rooted in traditional cultures around the world and who still practice it today all the time. Same with ayahuasca, right? We can't just westernize it and erase the history of it without respecting the people and the history. So we talk about that in this episode today, and I think you're definitely going to learn something new. And I encourage you to explore Cambo if you feel drawn to it and like that's something that you're interested in. I want to shout out to Inside Tracker. I got notified that they actually added new biomarkers to their test. So they are now testing insulin as well as the three new hormones they added and the APOB1 as well. So they've added a bunch of different things lately, which is really cool because I've been testing with them for so long that it's nice to finally see some new information and data come out. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I'm interested how my insulin compares to the glucose that they test and the HbA1c, which is your glucose in a percentage form over the last 90 days. So if you live in North America, especially you can do this. It's an at-home blood test. They come to your door, they take your blood, they do it for you. And it tests probably almost 50 biomarkers now. So hormones, minerals, vitamins, everything like that. And it's definitely worth doing if you want insight and data on how your body is functioning. It's really, really helpful. Honestly, I have my next one set up for a couple weeks from now. So I will definitely release those results when those come out. And a shout out to Nochi, which is this really cool new supplement I've been taking. I've been waiting to be able to talk about it. And it's actually a menstrual support supplement. It is actually rooted in traditional Chinese medicine. And it is made of ginger, ginseng, and jujube and some other ingredients. And it provides relief from menstrual cramps, reduces bloating, eases PMS symptoms, supports irregular cycles, which I care about a lot. And so I've been taking two of these daily and to help with my cycle and not just during your period. So you take this throughout your whole cycle and consistency is really key. So if you're having any type of menstrual cycle issues and you need support, I really, really suggest this product. It's called Nuchi. That's spelled N-O-O-C-I. And this supplement is called New Moon, N-O-O Moon, M-O-O-N. And it will be linked in my show notes and it's on my website as well on my shop. And you can get my discount code there and the link and everything that you need. You could also just message me on Instagram and I'll send it to you directly. But this has really been helping me and I'm so for menstrual health right now and preconception health, as you know, if you're a longtime listener. So definitely check this out. And stay tuned, of course, for my preconception program that's coming out in the fall. This is probably going to be a six-week program and really just help women and men prepare before they start trying to have a kid. So cleansing, detoxing, a lot of things you actually can't do once you start trying and you definitely cannot do when you're pregnant. So really important to get men and women as optimally healthy as we can before they start trying so that the environment in the womb is healthier, so that sperm is healthier. And I'm going to release so much content on this. I'm doing a massive branding photo shoot for it in the, in August 
so many good things coming. So stay tuned for that. I will probably do some sort of promo for the first X amount of people who join the program. But yeah, I'm really excited about that because I know that that's what I want, you know, as someone right now who's very, very in tune with my body and cares so much about my health. I want to optimize before we start trying to have a kid. And I don't really see people talking about this. There's programs that are like fertility support, but it's not necessarily about detoxing and cleansing and becoming as healthy as you can before you start trying. So there's a difference between, you know, fertility and preconception. So that is what's coming out. I'm so excited. That is a big, big deal in my business. Something I've been thinking about for a year. So stay tuned for that and enjoy this episode. If you have any questions, you are more than welcome to send me a message and stay tuned for another one coming next week. I actually did an interview with the founder of the healing map or sorry, the healing web, (laughs) which is all over my TikTok page at biohacking. So he came on the podcast and that episode's coming out next week. So stay tuned for that, which will also be very interesting as well. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you have tuned in this week. Today, we are diving into everything Cambo, and we're going to explain exactly what that is, how to do it, benefits, all these different things, as well as the history. And with me, I have Caitlin Thompson, who is a seasoned international Cambo practitioner having served over 1,300 clients with a speciality in Lyme disease, autoimmune conditions, and and other chronic illnesses. So, Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am very honored to be here and to be able to talk about my favorite topic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So before we kind of dive into, you know, the practicalities of Cambo and all the benefits and stuff like that, I am so curious about you and your own health journey. So take us back. How did this kind of start with you? Yeah. So I was actually born chronically ill, which is kind of interesting because when you are born into life sick, you don't really know that you're sick because you don't know any different. And so I had all these issues pretty much from childhood that I were told I was told we were normal and I kind of always suspected that something wasn't quite right even as a kid I didn't understand why I had to sleep 3 hours longer than my friends at sleepovers and why I couldn't sit at a movie theater for 2 hours without being in agonizing pain and things like that and it actually it wasn't really until I was in my undergrad and I was using a lot of psychedelics, actually, and I was kind of unintentionally medicating for a lot of the symptoms I was having, like the chronic inflammation and pain and fatigue and depression and anxiety and things like that. And so it wasn't until I actually got really kind of slammed with schoolwork and wasn't taking psychedelics as regularly that I noticed that I would start to have these symptoms like creep into my life. And it happened like clockwork around the eight week mark after my last psychedelic experience. And then I started to really look at like, oh, wow, like something's going on. And that just led me down a whole rabbit hole looking at nutrition as being a, a really fundamental piece of 
brain and mood health. And then I started getting into the microbiome. And then I started exploring with all these different nutraceuticals and biohacking tools. So that's like a bit of the background in my health journey. And ultimately, I later came to a place where I got more formal diagnosis, such as Lyme disease and PTSD and all these food allergies and various infections of GI and nervous system and all these labels that you know I could have identified with. But ultimately, just somebody who was really out of balance, that had a lot of chronic inflammation, infections, and immune dysfunction. And psychedelics were a part of that journey, but really the Cambo was the heavy hitter for me in really accelerating my healing process. And Cambo came into my life before I even really knew that I was sick. I was just starting to kind of figure it out. But it was the improvement of my health that Cambo gave me that allowed me to have the contrast to even notice the difference between feeling sick and feeling a little bit of relief. And so through Cambo, I started to kind of accidentally get better and then realize, wow, like this is how other people feel, like they're living without pain, living with more energy. And so it really it all started kind of on accident. And I started, you know, self-administering Cambo after my initial sessions with a practitioner. And then I would have strangers start asking me to facilitate for them or people that I knew. And next thing I knew, I was a practitioner. And then I was like, whoa, I really need to get some actual formal training here. So then I went and did my practitioner certification training. And then it just exploded and it never really slowed down. (laughs) It's still continuing to increase in, in demand and popularity So really, this medicine is very near and dear to my heart because I owe it so much. It's given me so much as far as being a consistent ally in my health and my recovery. And even to this day, I still use it as a tool when I need a little bit of support or if I have like an infection or something, it's my go-to medicine and it, it never lets me down. I love that. I think that's so common with people who become some sort of like health practitioner is that they have their own struggle and then they kind of find something that works for them and then they become so passionate about it and they just want to help other people. And I, I can totally, totally see how that would work for you. So for people listening who kind of maybe know what Cambo is, but maybe not, like how do you describe it to the average person who's never done it, I guess? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty weird thing. It sounds pretty messed up when you talk about it to people. <laughs> so it does require a degree of open-mindedness to really get past that. So it's a traditional Amazonian medicine, and it is basically the skin secretion from a very particular type of tree frog. The species is Phylomedusa bicolor, and it's applied through these superficial burns made on the skin. Now, Cambo is not a psychedelic. I know I I mentioned psychedelics only because they were part of the journey, but Cambo is not a hallucinogenic or psychedelic substance. It's not scheduled. It's not illegal. And it does produce this purgative physical effect, though. It's completely unique to anything else that I've ever encountered. And I would say it has spiritual and 
mind expansive properties to it, but not in an inebriating way like a psychedelic would. And the, the experience is also very short lived. It's about 20 to 30 minutes and usually encompasses a number of sensations such as increased heart rate, sweating, heat flushing, nausea, stomach cramping, facial swelling is normal, nervous system effects, so shaking or even like emotional releases, diarrhea, etc. So it's not very fun, if I'm honest. It's quite uncomfortable, but there is a lot of benefit in the practice of bringing yourself to a place where you cultivate the skill of creating peace inside of yourself while in an intense experience. And that's one of the main gifts of the medicine is that it teaches us how to really fully surrender and change our relationship with discomfort in life. And the secretion itself is also full of bioactive peptides, which are fascinating there's not a tremendous amount of research, but we do have a basic understanding of the mechanisms of actions of most of the peptides and how they affect animals. And there's about, from my research, there's about 27 different analogs of peptides belonging in eight peptide families. And they have very potent effects on the nervous system, the gastrointestinal system, the vascular system, and even endocrine, HPA axis, vagal nerve function, all sorts of things. So there's a lot of really interesting physical effects from the peptides themselves. But then there's also the sort of psychological and spiritual effects that come from the ritualistic container and just the experience of going through the ordeal on its own. Yeah, that's what I was reading about was exactly all of that. So before we kind of get more into the effects of it, what is the history of this? Like, where did this originally come from? Like, how far back can we trace this as a form of medicine? Yeah, good question. You know, a lot of it is speculative because there's not exactly like written documents with a lot of this information. But we do know that this substance is used by a number of different tribes in the Amazon basin, which is where the frogs are native to. So Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia. And there are a number of tribes such as the Katsukina, the Kutinawa, Yawanawa, Matses, Matis, that are known for using this medicine. Now, the Matses are primarily who I work with. And according to them, they have been using this medicine for about 300 years, but it could be that other tribes are have been using it for longer, but there's just not really good record. And there's a lot of hearsay and there's a lot of misinformation in general in the Cambo world. So it's hard to know what's true. But the word on the street is that they would use this medicine for hunting ritual. So they would use it to kind of fortify their endurance and their resilience before going on these long multi-day hunts or before going into like battle or warfare. So it is considered like a warrior medicine that really kind of brings out that, that young masculine energy. But they also used it for things like malaria, snake bites, infections, things like that. And they also use it for something called panema, which is basically their word for like bad luck or like dark 
funky energy. So whenever they ha- somebody was, you know, getting lazy or just kind of feeling like down, they would clear the panema with cambo and, and other medicines. So it does have a very rich cultural place in a lot of these different indigenous communities, but the West has has taken it and really kind of adapted it to be more appropriate for the needs of Westerners and the different health conditions and, and just cultural contexts that we have. So it's really interesting to see all the different ways of administering and kind of just regarding the medicine. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense that it's been applied to be able to be more useful for people in Western cultures. What would you say is the most common physical condition that people come to you with hoping that Cambo can help heal them? Yeah. So in particular, I attract a lot of people with chronic illness, specifically Lyme disease and other chronic infections and autoimmune issues, just because I think that's kind of my area of expertise. But People do come to do combo for all sorts of reasons. Sometimes it's purely spiritual. They want clarity in life, or perhaps they're trying to move through some emotional stagnation or pain, like from a breakup or to process childhood trauma, etc. But there's also a lot of physical reasons why people do it. It's really good for pain. It's a wonderful immune modulator and anti-inflammatory effect. It also is great for chronic infections because there's these potent antimicrobial peptides that just decimate pathogens on contact. People also use it for addiction to get off certain substances or to just generally sort of fortify their body and and come back into homeostasis as like a detox or a cleanse to kind of reset things. There's very few things that I've seen combo not be effective for, if I'm honest. It it just seems to really improve health overall, and it's remarkably safe. Even in people with fragile health, I've worked on people with, with very delicate and severe health issues, and they get through it, you know, with proper care and caution. They get through it, and they have really remarkable improvements. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense, and... I love that you help people with autoimmune specifically because autoimmune is so tricky. It's so complicated and there's so many different perspectives out there on it. And a lot of the time people kind of feel helpless when they have autoimmune issues. And also typically if you have one autoimmune issue, it makes you prone to other ones. So it's so interesting if you can really help heal the body from the inside out using something like Cambo. I think that's really cool. And then I also think as well, like more of the spirituality and the mental aspect on providing clarity on things like grieving. I also saw like childhood trauma, self-destructive behavioral patterns, cultivating self-awareness. That is really interesting because a lot of psychedelics actually do something similar, but this isn't a psychedelic, but it still has those effects, which I find very, very intriguing. Yeah, totally. And I find that the peptides themselves are really kind of interfacing on a chemical level with where the spirit meets the body. And of course, there's real, real effects physically on people that have autoimmunity and infections and things like that. There's no denying that. But the one of the ways they're being kind of let down in the Western medical model is that 
the initial sort of insults that compromise the person in the first place are being ignored by conventional medicine a lot of the times. And it's largely usually due to some sort of chronic childhood trauma or stressor that then affects the nervous system in a certain way, which then has these downstream effects on immune function and digestion and nutrient uh, utilization and microbiome populations. And there's all these very real physical effects that come from stress and trauma that kind of get ignored or dismissed as like woo, when actually there's very real scientific mechanisms that we know as fact are there. And so this medicine, it really combines the use of these very potent physiologically active peptides in combination with utilizing like the power of consciousness. And we know consciousness affects our physiology. It's it's the most studied intervention in the entire world, you know, the placebo effect. And so combining these two aspects really does create this holistic opportunity for the person to come back to themselves, to come back to themselves spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And when we unwind the deeper pieces in the psychosomatic space that's like trapped in our nervous system and and perpetuating these maladaptive patterns in the physiology, that's when we start to really get to the core of what caused this in the first place and how we can resolve it. Because if you look at what autoimmunity is, it's the immune system attacking the self. What is more poetic than that? So Cambo is just really an amazing intervention that gets to the real root of the mind-body-spirit connection and where things have gone wonky. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I can't wait to try it. I think I'm going to try to do it this fall. I'm, I'm doing a trip down to California. So I want to see if I can hook up with a practitioner there because it's definitely something I'm very, very interested in. And it's quite, like you said, it's becoming very popular, especially in the holistic health biohacking circles. People are kind of turning to these new things that they haven't tried yet. And so this is one of those that I really want to jump onto. So Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle-related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. 
So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. What can people expect? Like I know you said it's like 20 to 30 minutes. Maybe there's some purging. Is there anything else that they can expect during that time or maybe in the week that follows? I mean, it's always good not to have too many expectations because then you set yourself up for disappointment. But really just knowing that the physiological symptoms that I described, the increased heart rate, the flushing, the facial swelling, the sweating, the fatigue, nausea, that's all to be expected. But it might not show up exactly like that for you. There's a lot of different ways that one can experience this medicine. And as far as the after effects, That's also very different from person to person. Some people pop out of bed the next day and feel awesome and want to go run up a mountain. Other people might have significant detox effects or die-off symptoms where they're inflamed and they're grumpy and they're in pain and they're lethargic. And this substance can also really kind of shake us up emotionally. And people might feel really sensitive, emotionally speaking, afterwards or have emotions come up that they weren't expecting. I have seen people's lives kind of fall apart in a beautiful way. I call it the bulldozing your cottage to build a castle where they just have this clarity and they see the parts of their life that aren't working. And maybe that's their job or their relationship or whatever. And suddenly they have the courage to really change these things. And then these massive catalytic events happen for people. Not always, but it can. So it is important to be prepared for you to get what you ask for. If you're asking for improvement in your life or your health, you might have to confront some some shit that you didn't expect or you weren't ready to really acknowledge. And it might shock you because sometimes people show up and they're like, yeah, I just want my illness to get treated And I'm like, okay, you don't have any like emotional stuff. And they're like, no. And then they end up on my mat crying and having me hold them and talking about their childhood. So this medicine can be a little sneaky and it could be a trickster and give you what you need, even if it's not what you want. Yeah, I I love that. It reminds me, I have a friend who runs a successful business and I always talk to her about potentially doing ayahuasca and she always says to me, like, she wants to do it, but she doesn't want to change her life and she can't, she doesn't want to change her business and she doesn't want to know what it's going to mean for her. And so it's just so interesting hearing you say this about Cambo as like, yeah, like you might have to confront things that you've been running from. And for her, she's like, oh, I don't want to do ayahuasca because I'm not ready to confront anything. And like I, my business can't afford for me to change. And she always says all these things. And I don't know, it would be so interesting to see what it would be like for someone like her to do Campbell or ayahuasca or something like this, just to kind of embrace what is coming inevitably almost like, I don't know. It's just interesting. She just looks at health and healing so differently than I do. So it's always makes me think. Yeah. And you know, some people aren't ready. They aren't ready for that level of honesty Because it means they have to like really work hard and let go of things and be in a vulnerable place and be destabilized. And it's why it's important not to pressure anyone into doing something like this. They truly have to be called because it 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 can be a big undertaking 
to shake your whole life up like a snow globe and then rebuild it. And you have to make sure you have the proper support and resources in place to not go bananas. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, I completely agree. I think this applies for ayahuasca. I've done other plant medicines I've done. And when I have used those, I was very like called to them. And the interesting thing with those like psilocybin, LSD, that type of thing, although LSD is not plant medicine, but the interesting thing with that is like, I found that I was very called to it. And then I would repeatedly microdose with it type of idea. And then I just kind of slowly stopped and I, I stopped being called to it after like six months or so. And I've talked to multiple people about this. And I, I wonder if it's the same with Campbell where you kind of get through this like healing part and then you're kind of good for a while. And maybe like life changes in a few years and maybe you come back. And But that's kind of the point is like, it's always there for you, but it's not meant to be this thing that, you know, you do week in and week out and you're relying on it. It's very much like, it's there when you need it and when you're called to it and it's okay to let it go at one point as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I see in the medicine community, in, in psychedelic community and in combo community too, there's a lot of ego sometimes around, well, I've taken ayahuasca 80 times or I didn't, this, I do it every month or whatever. And I just think about if we had the same perspective with other medications, like say antibiotics, if someone had told me that they'd taken antibiotics 20 times in the last year, I would be like, wow, you must be really fucked up. Like, I'm so sorry. You're so sick and you need that much medicine. And it's important to remember that like the goal is to arrive at a place where we don't need any wild interventions. We don't need any interventions at all because we're like in balance in our own bodies and our lifestyles nourish us and keep us healthy. So just remembering to check our ego and about like, why are we abusing medicines that are already so powerful? And, and what's the lesson that we're not getting that requires us to continue to re-engage with these substances over and over and over? You know, I love gathering data on myself. And I think this is so important as a biohacker, nutritionist, and just wellness advocate. I don't like making decisions based off of just guessing and my intuition only, but I like to have data as well to really guide me and help me make the most sense of what is going on in my body on a cellular level. That is why I test with Inside Tracker every single quarter or more, to be honest, and I love all of the information they provide. It is an at-home blood test. They come, they take a look at over 45 different biomarkers, including minerals, vitamins, hormones, and really give you a big picture on what is going on inside your body at that time. If you're in Canada, they come they to your house, they do the test for you. That's where I am. States, the same thing, or you can also go to a lab and get it done as well. And they also have a biological age test that is a calculation based off of your results, and that's called inner age. This is really fascinating. Mine is usually about 10 years younger than I actually am. So I'm always really proud of that when I see that result. But what's really cool is recently Inside Tracker has made great strides and they've actually added new biomarkers to their ultimate test. So they've added things like APOB this year and they've which is critical for like heart health. 
And they've also added three hormone markers, which is really important for aging as well as women's health. And I've spoken about that before. So they test like progesterone, estradiol, and your thyroid as well. And so now they've added something new again, which is insulin, which is the key biomarker for sustained energy and an early warning for several chronic diseases. So everyone knows how important insulin is and glucose. So it's honestly so helpful to be able to add this in to this test. I really suggest if you're dealing with symptoms or some sort of health issue, but you don't really know what's going on, you need to get data on yourself to make sense of it. So I really suggest doing something like this. You can order the ultimate test. If you use my discount code, you get 20% off, which is actually a lot because it makes a big difference when you're getting something done like this. I will link it in the show notes for you. It's also on my website on biohackingbrittany.com. And that is Inside Tracker. And my discount code is BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. Feel free to use it, get tested. And honestly, if you have any questions about your results, they have an app that helps you and gives you a ton of resources and recommendations based off of your personal results. So super helpful as well. That's Inside Tracker. And it is linked in the show notes and on my website. Exactly. I I think that is exactly the point. And you're right. There is a lot of ego and there's a lot of like bragging. And I don't know why that, I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know why that is actually. I don't know why, maybe because not a lot of people do it and it's still like not super legal. And it's like very kind of under the radar world of psychedelics right now. I wonder if it's like something to do with that, but I don't know. Like I, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Cambo is not illegal and I still see the same stuff going on there, especially around these high doses. I'm not a fan of high doses unless that's actually necessary. And I usually find that it's not. And it just increased risks without really adding benefit. You know, someone, someone asked me, they're like, oh, when you went to the jungle, how many points did you do? And I said, you're asking the wrong question. Because that really doesn't matter. And frankly, with Cambo, there's so much variation in potency between frogs that you really, there's no standard dosage really at all. So it's impossible to even calculate what that means. But, you know, why, why do we see a lot of ego? Why do we see a lot of imbalanced individuals in these spaces? Well, at least with Cambo, I joke, you don't get burned and have frog poison rubbed into it because everything's going well. Like, and there's an inherent type of person that seeks out healing through an extreme intervention like this. And it tends to attract people who are imbalanced, who are desperate to balance themselves. And for some people, they do find that balance. They do find that healing. And for others, they don't. But then they end up just hanging out in the space, still doing all these crazy medicines, desperately trying to balance themselves. So in the end, I, I try to just have compassion because I know that people are doing the best that they can to find healing and, and they're seeking it anywhere that there's promise. And unfortunately, these medicines attract a lot of colorful individuals and they have a place in the world too. And they're on their healing path, just like anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think, I think there's a place for it. 
And it is interesting to see the different healing modalities people are attracted to and also the trends as well, right? Like in wellness and in health, there's so many trends and I know Cambo is not a psychedelic, but it's kind of similar. And so it, it's such a trend right now to be doing these things. So that kind of makes sense that there's like, you're so busy in your practice. So it makes sense because so many people are like now open to it and curious, which is a good thing, but obviously can mean not everyone is necessarily called to it. They just want to kind of hop on the bandwagon versus like being very conscious about what that could mean and how it could change their life. Yeah, there's that. And I think also people are just fed up of being let down by Western medicine for a lot of different conditions. And the medicine speaks for itself. It's highly effective for a lot of people. And it's really like the word of mouth and and the miracle after miracle and people sharing their experience and joining the gospel. That's what's caused the popularization, I think. Maybe there's some, you know, combo tourists, as I call them, but I think a lot of people are just really eager for relief and eager for peace. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And so when people are looking for a practitioner to help them with this, how do you recommend they do that? Like, how do you find somebody who's legit and educated and I guess experienced? Yeah, depending on where someone's located, practitioners can be more or less abundant. I did create a practitioner search directory to try to help people find practitioners in their area. It's called combofinder.com. Feel free to use it. Sometimes it doesn't work very well. It's kind of a buggy site, doing my best. But when you do find a practitioner area, it is very important to, to screen them. You should be asking them, what are their qualifications? What are, where is their training from? What safety protocols do they have in place? Are they doing a medical questionnaire and taking medical history from you? If they're not, you should run the other direction. So really, really taking the time to kind of quiz them on, you know, what their training looks like and how are they showing up in the space? You can ask them, are they CPR certified? Have they ever had an emergency? Do they administer a test point to first timers? What are the water drinking safety protocols that they have? What are their fainting protocols? And if they can't give you intelligent answers for all of those things, chances are they're just another Yahoo in the wild, wild west who bought a stick of Cambo off the internet and pretends to be a shaman or something. So you do have to be very careful because there's a lot of people that don't know what they don't know and they're serving Cambo or they're going to trainings that are three days long. I kid you not. This is like the soapbox I'm on lately. There's all these people popping up with three, five day Cambo practitioner trainings, which to me is completely insufficient to really train someone to be safe and competent as a practitioner. So asking them like, you know, where did they do their training? How long was their training? Because this is your life that's in their hands and you don't want to just entrust it to anybody. And the skill of the practitioner makes a big difference. It can make or break the experience and it's the difference between it being traumatic or healing. And so my advice to people listening, pay the extra for the good practitioner because the people that are charging less, they're charging that because part of them knows they're not qualified to really be serving professionally. The ones that are good, that are experienced, that 
really know the medicine and they know what you need in that space, they're attentive, they're in integrity, they're going to be charging more. So do yourself a favor, pay extra for the good practitioners because there's a reason that you pay more. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I will definitely put that link in the show notes so people can find it easily. How do you find the differences between the traditional way of using it and the modern way of using it? And I know you also mentioned on your website protocols, like what type of protocols do you think are generally recommended for people or that you actually recommend? Yeah. So first question, traditional versus modern. It is interesting. I do see a lot of people who kind of romanticize the idea of traditional Cambo methods. And I think part of this comes from the understanding that, you know, ayahuasca has a very rich tradition and practice, which I think is very valuable. But with Cambo, there's not really any ritual. Like you go to the jungle and it's like taking an aspirin for them. You just sit on a log They burn you, they put it on you, and that's it. Nobody's helping you. Nobody's screening you to see what medications you're on. Nobody's doing, paying any attention to you. And so I think sometimes people think like traditional ways are like superior or that there's all this wisdom in them, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just traditional and they're very casual about Cambo in the jungle. And, you know, I, I have close relations with Matses and other indigenous communities. And I have a lot of respect for the origins of the medicine and the conservation of their cultures. And I think that the modern adaptations of Cambo, I think they add a lot of benefit that you don't get in the jungle. I think that they're safer. I think that having the element of ritual and intentional containers actually creates a lot of opportunity for healing that might not really be present in the jungle when you're sitting on a log writhing around on the ground in your own vomit. But, you know, having someone singing songs to you and saging you and doing an opening prayer with you, it adds a lot of space for healing to happen that is not necessarily part of the traditional use, if that makes sense. So, I personally like how the evolution of it is happening in the West. I think it's appropriate based on what the needs of Westerners are. And sometimes it's cool to just sit on a log in the jungle, with your matze friends, and, you know, have the kids kind of laugh at you while you puke all over yourself. So it's important that people don't like fantasize about what a traditional combo application is. It's, it's, Really, there's not much to it. There's no music. There's no prayers. There's not a lot of like devout spiritual perspectives on it. They already live in such closeness with the jungle, just in their daily lives, that their whole existence is deeply spiritual for them. So they don't really add any fluff to it in the jungle. Right. No, that honestly, that makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense that it's used in such a beautiful traditional way, but they do it so often. It's so deep in their culture that it's not seen as like this big, significant thing that they're doing. And I guess that makes a lot of sense. You know that I seriously, seriously value the menstrual cycle and women's health. And I 
really care about helping women create more regular cycles, reduce their symptoms, and be able to just kind of live life (laughs) easier and have more fun and not have to worry so much about these health issues that kind of plague a lot of women, including myself. So I've recently actually been taking a new supplement by a company called Nochi, and the supplement is called New Moon, and it is a supplement completely focused on menstrual support. It is rooted in traditional Chinese medicine and uses herbs like ginger, ginseng, and jujube that provide a ton of benefits, including relief from menstrual cramps, reduces bloating, helps ease PMS symptoms, and supports irregular cycles. I deal with all of that here and there. It always changes cycle to cycle, but I definitely deal with irregular menstrual cycles every single month or more than that, you know? So I really love using this product and I love using something that's rooted in nature, but also traditional Chinese medicine because as someone who does acupuncture a lot and really respects traditional Chinese medicine, I can see how it can play such an important role in our tools that we use to help heal. So if you're dealing with any type of PMS, irregular cycles, you need menstrual support, I really suggest this product. I'm not taking anything else like it, and it's really, really fantastic. So that is by No Chi, and it's the supplement called New Moon, and I will link it in the show notes. It's also on my website. Go for it. Try it out. Let me know what you think. You can use my discount. It's all linked right there for you. So how do you personally use it right now? Like, are you doing it frequently? Are you taking a break? Like, what does it look like for you? You mean like as far as applying to myself? Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning of my journey, I used it probably once a month because I was pretty ill with with Lyme and, and, you know, Epstein-Barr and all sorts of infections and stuff. And then as I started to really get healthier, then I started decreasing my use of it to more like every two to three months. And then it kind of became like months every like six months. And then I kind of switched to just microdosing with it where I wasn't even having these full purgative sessions more than once or twice a year, just kind of maintenance. And nowadays, you know, I go out, I go to the jungle to hang out with the Matses every six months. I lead groups of practitioners there. And so when I'm there, I'll do it like five times in like a week basically. So I'll kind of do a bunch of it just because when in Rome, you know, but then I come home and I like, don't really need it. Sometimes I microdose for infections. That's really at this point, all I using the Cambo for is for infections or like antibiotic intervention. And it has saved my ass in a lot of scenarios. I lived in Indonesia for two and a half years and I was in Sumatra And had a bladder infection like randomly show up. And it got really bad really fast. And I was very close to going to the hospital and getting antibiotics, which I had been avoiding like the plague for the last seven years. And I instead I just put a microdose of Cambo, so a subpurgative dose, directly on my bladder. And I did that three days in a row and it cleared it and saved my ass. Yeah. And I've had a number of situations where I've had. COVID or Bali belly, you know, all sorts of GI infections or cuts that were infected. I got a lot of tattoo work done while I was in Indonesia in the tropics and all sorts of infected wounds and stuff. And Cambo clears it like 
immediately, even the small, small doses. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I use it for maintenance. I use it as a tool when I'm having some sort of infection or feel immune compromised or something like that. But I'm really kind of done needing it for the deeper healing. And that's a great place to be to, to finally like arrive in a place where I'm pretty vital just from taking care of myself every day. I love that. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm I'm glad that you are at that point. And now it helps you show up better for the people that you're helping, right? Is because you feel great and you feel healthier on your own journey, which is so important. Yeah. I'm curious, like a lot of my listeners are females and a lot of my audience on social media is females. Do you ever see a difference between males versus females who do this? Maybe their experience when they're with you or maybe the weeks that follow. I'm just wondering if you ever kind of picked up on any trends. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I would say a sweeping generalization is I find that that women are kind of more in touch with their bodies than men are typically, but that's not everybody. You know, there's some men who are really in touch and, and some women who aren't, but I think women internalize trauma and stress differently, and I see it kind of manifest in their GI tract, like specifically their enteric nervous system, their nervous system of the gastrointestinal system. And so I think women are just great candidates to receive benefit from this medicine and have like spiritual and emotional healing come from this very embodied you know, gastrointestinal experience. And men men do too, but I, I find that sometimes they're more resistant. They're more culturally conditioned to be stoic and to just like brace themselves against life. And so I watch them sometimes just suffer more because they're fighting against it rather than just allowing themselves to fall apart and to be vulnerable and to be messy. Where I think women just are... I don't know. They're just more open to being in that yin, feminine, vulnerable attitude to begin with. So that's the only difference I can really comment on. Yeah. I think that's very similar in many healing modalities. I think women, like you said, are very in touch with their bodies. And there are men who are as well. But, you know, especially in the Western world, the societal influence to push men to be very aggressive and masculine all of the time and less open. And yeah, I guess like, I don't even know what the words are, but I I see that as well. And when I was, when I used to work with clients one-on-one, it was the same thing, even as a nutritionist, like explaining things, explaining supplements and lifestyle recommendations and biohacks, like women kind of, when they're on the healing journey, they're like, okay, I'm here, I'm open. I am so ready for this. And sometimes with men, it's just more education and providing a safe space. That's like, Hey, like you're on a healing journey as well. And you're welcome to express whatever emotion that you want. And, you know, you don't have to come off so hard all the time, even though society might make you feel like that. And I, yeah, it makes sense that that's kind of what you have seen as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, that kind of fits the stereotypes in a way of just like, the women being more feminine and soft and the men being more young and masculine, which is kind of what I would expect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you had any, do kids use this at all? And like, especially in the traditional cultures, is this something that's only for adults or have you seen like younger people as well use it? 
the matzes, all the kids start very young. I've, wow. I've done cambo out there in the jungle with the kids next to me doing twice as many points as me. They're little badasses. It's yeah, it's just part of their life. And they start like they start them real young, like two or three as early as six months old if they're sick or they need it. But yeah, these kids, they're like eight years old and they're showing me their chest and they have points all up and down their arms and their chest. And they're just so brave in the ways that they do it. They really are connected to it and they don't complain. They don't whine. They're excited to do it. And, you know, in the U.S., things are different. I don't serve children in the U.S. just because of legal reasons. The idea of burning a child and then putting this purgative medicine, I don't want child protective services showing up at my house or anything like that. So I just stay clear of serving people under 18. But ethically speaking, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it just depends on the cultural context. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And yeah, I think that's beautiful that there's young kids using it and it's so a part of their childhood. These like different ways to heal naturally with nature in a setting like that is so beautiful. And I definitely, like I'm in Canada (laughs) in my communities that doesn't happen. There might be similar things that happen with the indigenous people here in Canada that I don't know about, but nothing in terms of where I live. So I, I think that's really cool. If people want to work with you or get involved and want to have a practitioner, how can they do that and how can they connect with you? Yeah. So if, you know, if someone's interested in sitting with me, they can go to medicinefrogcambo.com. That's my personal practitioner site. But these days I'm actually more moving towards training practitioners. So if anyone listening is interested in becoming a practitioner, you can go to cambospecialist.com. And I'm sure I can send you these links as well to make it easy. I also lead trips to the jungle if somebody's already a practitioner and wants to spend time with the frogs and the matzes face-to-face. So yeah, any of those websites, or you can email me at Caitlin at medicinefrogcambo.com. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N at medicinefrogcambo, K-A-M-B-O. But yeah, really, you can message me on any of these platforms and you'll get a hold of me. I love that. I will put all of those links in the show notes as well as on my website so everybody can find you very easily because I definitely know there are going to be people interested in trying this, but also doing it in a professional safe space. And so I'm so happy that I was able to connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Yes, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.